Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Sunday, June 4th, and last night the VGK opened up the Stanley Cup final with a bang, defeating the Florida Panthers 5-2 at the Fortress and inching ever closer to the Stanley Cup. It was a true group effort in Game 1. Five different Golden Knights found the back of the net, while defensively the team held Florida star Matthew Kachuk to zero points. That was thanks in large part to goaltender Aiden Hill, who stopped 33 of 35 shots and made one of the most miraculous saves in Golden Knights history, denying Nick Cousins with a desperation stick save early in the second period, which we'll certainly go over in this episode. Now, it wasn't perfect last night, but it was a good start and a good foundation to build on as the final progresses for the VGK. To help break down the Stanley Cup final opener, we'll now bring in none other than Darren Millard. Justin, how much fun was that last night? The building electric, rocking. The teams put on a brilliant performance in the early going. The intensity was brilliant. I loved what the fans did bringing it two hours before game time, following through right to the very end when the victory flamingos were tossed onto the ice at the Fortress. History repeating itself when six years after Vegas opened with a victory over Washington in the 2018 Stanley Cup Final, the Golden Knights took Game 1 in the 2023 edition, 5-2 the final against Florida. The victory was the 13th for Vegas, matching the franchise best from that journey in year number one. For the ninth time in this postseason, the Golden Knights erased a deficit on the way to winning, blowing open a close game that featured the two teams even at both intermissions. Vegas would score three unanswered in the third period. More on the offense in just a little bit. But the game actually turned in the Golden Knights' favor in the VGK end of the ice, when Aiden Hill, while making his first Stanley Cup final appearance, with a desperation save with his goal stick. Montour feeding right out in front. Oh, a great stick save. How did he do it? Oh, my goodness. Hill, out of position to his left, reached back into the crease with his goal stick. Oh, they're still buzzing here. They can't believe it. They're gassed. It's just... Breathtaking. That's flashbacks to Brayton Holtby in the 2018 final against Alex Tuck. It got the attention of both the coach and his captain, who marveled at Hill's brilliance. As for the goalie himself, Hill was able to adjust to a broken play. Uh, yeah, I know it kind of played through a little screen, went across Kachuk, and he was on his 1T side, so I kind of flew across to the 1T, and then I saw him throwing it back door, and Cousins was there. So, yeah, you know, I reached out my stick and was able to track and got a piece of it with my paddle. So, yeah, it felt good. <laughs> What's it like to be the winning goalie in the Stanley Cup final game? Yeah, I know it feels awesome. I mean, we're three away, the job's not finished, and, uh, you know, Florida's going to have a push game two here. So uh, I thought we played a great game tonight. So, you know, it's just kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah, we were talking about in the room uh, – you know, it was an incredible save at a pretty important time of the game, too. Um, you know, he makes that huge save. Um, and Petro makes 
an incredible defensive play right after to keep the puck out of the net. <clears throat> and not, sh- not long after, Theodore makes an incredible play to get us get us, us the lead. So, um, But he's been making huge saves for us ever since he stepped into the lineup in, uh, you know, game three of the, of the Edmonton series. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a momentum swinger for sure. I got the bench energized. Um, you know, it kind of opens up your eyes a little bit too. You know, maybe we weren't playing uh, great to start the second, but uh, that save kind of turned it around for us and got us going uh, in that period. Well, that's an unreal save, right? It's a game changer because, um, you know, we come down and get one at the other end. So uh, you need those saves um, at key moments. You know, I, we didn't play our best game in front of them. I'm the first to admit that. And sometimes game ones go like that. But eventually we found a rhythm and we're able to score some goals for him. So he didn't have to be perfect by any means. Uh, but that was a big save, right? The guys get excited to see that and for obvious reasons. I don't know if it's what it does to them, but I know for us it picks us up. And as for his performance, uh, I thought he was really good in Edmonton after they got a 2-1 lead, the closeout game. Um, so tonight's right up there. The shutout the other night in Dallas I thought was more of a team effort than an individual effort, but certainly tonight. And it's a team effort, don't get me wrong, but I mean, you know, I just thought we were rock solid in front of them where we had some holes today, you know, including right to the end. We had to give up a shorthanded breakaway. Um, with two defensemen on the ice, right? So it was just one of those nights. I think the emotion was in the building and everyone was caught up in a little bit. And uh, thank God he, you know, sort of was nice and calm in there. Five different Vegas players scored, continuing a trend of balance and depth. Zach Whitecloud's second of the postseason through a screen by Brett Howden stood up as the winner. Whitecloud's go-ahead goal followed the first of the playoffs by Shea Theodore in the second period. Theodore gets it again, he shuffles, backskating toward the right point, spins around, keeps the puck alive from Duclair, walks to the middle and scores! A clinic! Shea Theodore gives the Knights a 2-1 lead. 9.06 to go, second period. The puck handling, the skating, the maneuverability, and the finish. First goal of the playoffs for Shea Theodore. The weight was worth it considering Theodore walked the blue line, pulled a 360 turn to escape a check before beating a screen Sergei Bobrovsky to the glove side. After the game, compliments rained down from the captain along with Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Coach Cassidy. It was vintage Theodore. Having not scored so far in the playoffs, um, you know, I was looking for one and I guess tonight's a Pretty good, pretty good night to get the first one. So being patient on that play because you're at the blue line and there's pressure. Just maybe if you could kind of walk us through the way to play. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to create create some space. Um, you know, fortunate. You know, we had bodies in front and had a, had a good screen and um, you know just able to beat them. I mean, for sure. I mean, when they announced it as his first goal, I mean, I was I, I didn't know that because um, he's he generates so much uh, offense for us uh, with his legs. Uh, he creates. And moves the puck so well for us. So, um, but at the same time, he's one of, you know, he's one of the best defensemen in the league. So, uh, when he doesn't produce or doesn't score, um, you know, I think he can build on a guy. So, um, I think that's why he's hard on himself, right? Because he expects, uh, he expects greatness. And um, tonight, that was a that was a great goal. Yeah, Shay's uh, Shay's a huge part of our group, and um, you know, it was good to see him get rewarded there but like you said he's been doing so many other things for us and um, the way that he transports the puck up the ice and uh, he's he could be a one-man breakout at times he does a lot of uh, 
he does so much for our team. So, uh, you know, give him a ton of credit, and uh, it's good to see him get rewarded there. Obviously, like you said, he's been on a little drought, and I'm sure it feels good to find one, and uh, hopefully it, you know, boosts his game in the next uh, next few. He's one of our best players, right? I mean, you you need, every, like I said earlier, I think you, it doesn't matter. You, you need 20 guys every night to win at that time of the year, and tonight was a good team effort, and Shea took over today. Uh, he's one of those guys that stepped up tonight, and uh, I'm definitely happy to see him on the board. Well, he needs to do a bit of that. They, they get into man-to-man, so when you have a little bit of space, you know, that that's your time to be creative, whether you go back down the wall or into the middle, and Shea has the ability to move laterally as good as any defenseman I've ever seen. Um, so good for him to, to find the middle of the ice. It looked like it was pretty good coverage at first, but again, he, he, he found his soft spot and then how he's at the net, right? He probably doesn't get a you know, I don't know who got the assist on the goal, but at the end of the day, he's going to take away Bobrovsky's eyes. We've talked about that a lot. So uh, really good play by him. And you're starting to see his game come around. Started in the Dallas series. Um, his legs are under him and he's skating and pushing the pace and um, probably had a number of shot attempts as well tonight so he's a we need him for the secondary offense it's a big goal the victory kept vegas perfect at t-mobile against the florida panthers over the franchise's history a win last night that carried forward another trend vegas scoring a lot of goals against the panthers the golden knights have now averaged just shy of five goals a game against florida at t-mobile finding a way to render Panthers goalie Sergei Bobrovsky human, stopping Florida's five-game winning streak. Well, Sean Burke did a presentation this morning. He does it in more in-depth than me. Uh, bottom half of the net moving laterally is tough. If you're going to, you know, you got to beat him upstairs. If you're going to, um, once he's moving, uh, traffic at the net, he gets, I don't want to say small because that's not fair, but he crouches a little more uh, to find pucks, and that, that was the Theodore goal. Uh, the Stoney was just a quick release up there. If you're going to go up there, it's got to be quick. So, at the end of the day, um, he's been great in the playoffs. So we know we're up, you know what we're up against. But we've also scored. We've said that we've scored a lot of goals to win. I think every game we've won. Now this is 13. We've 12 of them. We've scored at least four goals now. So like, you know, we do have the ability to finish. And um, so goaltenders are going to have to be good. And even though we don't get a maybe high volume of shots, we try to look for a good one and. Uh, at the end of the day, we got some guys with some composure when the puck's on their stick. I think the Marcia So one was one of those ones we saw something in tape on an entry. <clears throat> I don't think he had much of a chance on that one. It almost has to hit him when you're in that close. So, But uh, he was good tonight. Our guy was good. I expect more of that in the whole series. You can get good goaltending. The game did not lack feistiness. The energy spilling over onto the ice with a lot of interactions. The officials handing out 64 minutes in penalties. Vegas connecting twice on seven power play chances. Unofficially, and this is my count here, the Golden Knights were involved in a season-high number of post-whistle kerfuffles, managing to navigate those gatherings without granting Florida more than three opportunities on their man advantage. Here's Jack Eichel, Aiden Hill, who got involved himself in the first period, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Shea Theodore. The conversation surrounding in-game discipline starts with Bruce Cassidy. It's that time of year. It's that time of year, and I think as the series goes on, there's opportunity to be physical and, and sort of get squared away, you know, within the rules of the law, so to speak. And I think tonight was a good example of that from our guys. And, um, 
but we've been that way all year, EJ. We're, we're not a very highly penalized team. We had one, you know, dust up there in Edmonton that I think both, both sides got a suspension. But other than that, I think we're, we're pretty good in that area. Yeah, that's part of their game. They, uh, you know, as a group, they've done a good job of that in the playoffs. Obviously, they wouldn't be here if they haven't. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to stick up for each other, uh, stick together as a group. And, um, you know, we know it's going to be physical. So uh, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I know our team, uh, we've done it all year. We'll stick up for one another, but it's also the maturity of this group, just being able to kind of, I'll hang there, got laughing a bit. But, uh, you know, it's like when they're going to do that stuff, they're going to try and instigate us. We don't need to react. We just need to stay focused on the game plan. You did mix it up a little bit about eight and a half minutes into the first. Was that kind of your, all right, I'm in the series now moment? Yeah, you know, I mean, if guys are going to come into the crease and try and push me around, I'm going to stand my own ground. I'm not going to do anything too crazy or get too wild. But, uh, yeah, i got to stand for my own ground. I mean, that's how they were in the past few rounds. We knew he was going to come. Uh, for our group, we don't play that kind of game. We play between the whistle, we play hard, and uh, if, if that's going to frustrate them, then that's their problem. I think for us, it's we want to be disciplined and uh, play the right way and just focusing on that. Yeah, it's exactly what we expected. Um, you know, we knew you know that's how they wanted to play, and um, we're just trying not to play into it. Um, we're going to try and take the power plays when we can and um, you know try and capitalize. While Vegas did connect for a pair of power play goals, they also surrendered a shorthanded marker when Eric Stahl opened the scoring in the first period on a Vegas power play. The VGK leaned on Aiden Hill to make a breakaway save on another man advantage late in the third period. It wasn't perfect. The Panthers hit multiple posts. However, Matthew Kachuk, a strong contender for playoff MVP should Florida go on to win, was held without a point and was visibly frustrated in the third period. Former Panthers Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau both scored. The VGK depth continuing a story that has spanned the entire postseason with five different players hitting the mark. Today's day off is expected to be quiet. An optional skate is scheduled for noon at City National Arena. I would expect a majority of the participants in last night's opener to take that option. And Justin, let me leave you with this nugget. In breaking the four-goal barrier again, the Golden Knights improved to an NHL-best 33-0 since the start of the decade when putting up four or more in the playoffs. If you are tracking Conn Smythe favorites on the VGK side, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final did nothing to separate the frontrunners. Jonathan Marcheseau has now scored in five of his last six games. Jack Eichel notched a couple of points, while Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone also hit the score sheet. Tomorrow, Vegas aims for a sweep at home to start the final. The franchise is also a victory away from setting a new mark for postseason wins. The next will put the team two W's from a championship set up by opening a third straight series on a positive note. Justin? Golden Knights with a big opportunity in Game 2 indeed, Darren, to grab a critical 2-0 series lead on home ice. It has to be hard as a player not to let your mind wander and think of what could be at the end of this series, but... And listening to the Golden Knights, it sounds like they have the proper mentality of taking things one game at a time. And as Aiden Hill said, it's now time to rinse and repeat. The VGK will get that chance to repeat their effort from Game 1 tomorrow with Game 2 
from the Fortress at 5 p.m. If you want to be there, keep your eye out for holds released on tickets to the game, as even as late as a couple of hours before game time, there may be some extra tickets made available to the public. So go to VegasGoldenKnights.com and be on the lookout for those tickets leading up to Game 2. And if you don't have a ticket to the game, well, you can still come down to Toshiba Plaza to enjoy the pregame festivities, and you'll still be able to watch the game on the big screen outside of T-Mobile Arena. We've also got some fun watch parties planned at Stadium Swim, Downtown Summerlin, and the Las Vegas Ballpark for when the team travels to Florida for Games 3 and 4. Details are available at VegasGoldenKnights.com, and we'll, of course, share them with you here on VGK Today as the time approaches. Thanks to Darren for joining us today, and if you enjoyed the episode and you want to keep up with the VGK throughout the Stanley Cup Final, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, because we'll be with the VGK until the very end. Tomorrow, we'll get set for Game 2, as the Golden Knights look to keep the pressure on the Florida Panthers in this final round. Justin Russo signing off for episode 49 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.